Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to episode one of The Art of Hospitality. Really pleased to be filming this first episode here with Adam and Scott. I thought we'd start on a fun note. We had a little outline here for everything that we're going to go through today. But Adam, been your pilot, we learned about the background of you as a vacation rental professional. But give us a song that you would use to describe yourself. Let's get people to give a little bit of understanding of what you're all about. Yeah, for sure. Excited to be here as always. And Scott and I talked about what could we do that would be a little bit unique to, to share our personalities and, and potentially to understand some guests that we may have down the road. So hopefully this idea of sharing a song that might describe you is something that might stick around in future episodes as well. Now, I'm going to cheat right from the beginning. So I'm going to choose two songs. I think that that's because there's, we've got a couple different parts of our lives and I've moved through one and, and on to the next. But I'm going to start with a Release from Pearl Jam. And I grew up in the 90s, so grunge and specifically Pearl Jam were definitely near and dear to my heart. And Release has a lot of great lyrics. I'd argue that uh, that's probably one of the best first albums for any band, start to finish, fantastic songs. But Release in particular always always struck me. And there's one line in there that talks about ride the wave where it takes you. And I think that's how I've tried to approach life. As you can see from the surfboard behind me, it's also one of my passions is to get out in the waves and, and surf. But it's also just the way that I try to approach life and look at things as opportunities as they come by and try not to be too stuck in the past or be too stuck in my ways and try to see what comes to me and try to ride that wave wherever it particularly takes me. And I think that's telling in the background that I've had in the industry as well. And then connecting with Scott again to come over with Travel Advantage and Rev Boost. So that's my overall philosophy on life is that release. But my current structure and foundation in my life really centers around my family and creating a legacy. And again, that's part of why I'm here with Rev Boost and Scott is creating that type of legacy. So the, the second song that I'll go in, in my first initial cheat here on the podcast is going to be By Dirt by Jordan Davis. That's one that my wife and I have been listening to quite a bit over the last year. And I think it, it's very telling in the perspective that I bring to my family every day is really trying to build that legacy. So the idea of of growing roots and buying dirt and trying to build something that's much bigger than who I am is really important to me. And, I, and ultimately, that's important to Scott and I when we think about the business and we think about this podcast. We'll get into some of the reasons why we're doing this podcast, but one of them is to collectively improve as a whole, right? The industry, but also the niche groups that we're involved with. So I think building that legacy, building those roots, and collectively building each other together is something that is near and dear to my heart. Right on. I like it. Scott, how would you approach that question? Well, listen, and, yeah, didn't not, yeah, I didn't know we were allowed to cheat right off the jump. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> yeah. He did tell me he was going to pick two. Yeah. So now I'm sitting here thinking, okay, how do I do this? So first I want right, to say that Adam and I talked about full transparency, right? So we're coming to this with doors wide open, full transparency. And one of the things I believe in is all cards on the table. So we're starting this on Friday the 13th, which most people feel is, is a bad sign. So in my family, it's a lucky day. So... Luckiest day of my life, or one of the luckiest days of my life, was my oldest daughter was born on Friday the 13th. So we celebrate Friday the 13th, so I'm pretty excited that we're doing this on Friday the 13th. Love you, Ladybug. So shout out to her. And then, so for me, I'm going to one-up Adam, and I'm going to share a secret that my wife will be super embarrassed by. So when it comes to music, I'm a huge music fan. But the one thing that I'm never supposed to share or do in public is... I love disco. I love disco. So listen, I'm not saying I'm John Travolta, but I may be close. We'll just leave it at that. So disco for me is where it's at. But that said, the song that best describes me is a song by Drake White. It's called 50 Years Too Late. And it's just, it's a old school song. So it's reckoning back to the days where, you know, shaking hands, looking people in the eyes. And that is what's important to me. The virtual stuff is is fun, right? And it's easy to build partnerships, but 
when it really comes down to it, I'm one of those guys that I want to look you in the eye, I want to shake your hand, and then we're moving forward. And like Adam's saying, it's hard work, it's moving forward together, and it's building a community. So I think my old school ways, that that's where I lend myself to the old school ways, and we move forward, is when I'm in, we're all in, and we're moving forward together. Right on. Awesome. Something that we're all in together now on is this podcast. And we gave a little teaser, if you will, in the in the intro about what we're going to talk about. Why did you guys want to do this? And you could have done anything with your time. There's a lot of other avenues that you could pursue. So what about a podcast interest interested you both in getting started and us recording and filming here today? That's a great question. And it's one that has, has stuck with me for the past few weeks as I prepare to do this is why are we doing this? And I think that there's a lot of reasons for it. I think that there's a big opportunity in this industry. I love all the vacation rental podcasts that are out there. I've religiously listened to all of them and I think they're fantastic. But I think there's plenty of room for additional input into the industry. We're at a very exciting time in the industry where it's growing and there's a lot of new opportunities. I think Scott and I have a unique voice that we wanna share. We've got some unique perspectives. We also have a unique business model. After 16 years in this industry, this is the only business model that I know of that is built like this. And I think there's a huge opportunity to collectively improve the industry through some of the things that we're gonna be bringing to the industry. So part of it is selfish. We wanna get out there, we wanna share our business model. We wanna make sure that people understand what the unique business model is about. Over the course of my career, I've tried to stay one step ahead of where the next progress is gonna happen in the industry, starting with marketing back in 2008 and the marketing director on the Outer Banks, I shifted everything from 90% print to 90% online. I looked at Point Central next and was able to bring smart home control into the industry and keyless locks into the industry, which before there really was no opportunity for that. And then I moved over to, to Breezeway, same idea. I wanted to bring operations and software into the industry. This is the same perspective. We're bringing a new model into this industry and it takes some education as I've learned throughout all of those endeavors. You've got to get out in front of it. You've got to talk to a lot of people and you've got to educate them on what the value is of this new thing that you're bringing to the industry. And a podcast is a way for us to do that. Hopefully it's a way for us to hit the masses and help them understand what is the value of RevBoost Collective? What is the value of Travel Advantage Network? Why are we unique and what can we bring to the industry? And then the other opportunity, as Scott's mentioned, is we want to do this in the open. We want to be very transparent about what we're doing. We're, in addition to our business model that we've got here with RevBoost, we're also moving into vacation rental management. Now, there's a lot of crossover with what we do and specifically on, on retail vacation rental management, but we're going to do that in the open. We're going to build this in the open so the industry understands exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it. We invite everyone to come along for the ride, whether it's listening to the podcast or coming to our office and visiting and understanding how we operate on a daily basis. So there's a big opportunity for us to one, spread our message to hopefully collectively improve the industry as we bring some new ideas to the industry. But part of it is just loving what we do every day. We're very passionate about the vacation rental industry. We're passionate about the day to day. And we think that there's a lot of opportunity for us to share what we're doing on a day to day basis. And hopefully it strikes a chord with some people out there and help them improve as well. It's a good way to summarize it. Anything you want to add on top of that, Scott? Any additional? Yeah, I think, I think Adam's spot on, right? And Adam's the articulator of the group, right? So for me, it really comes back to, we want to put up or shut up, right? When we launched RevBoost Collective, it's something we believe in. And all around my life, I think if you really believe in something, everyone looks to say, are you doing it? And that answer is absolutely. And we're going to step up and we're going to do it in a big way. And we're going to actually look to do it multiple times in multiple locations. But bigger than that, like Adam's saying, is the doors are open, right? We want to, people to listen. We want people to hear us. And we want people to call us out and say, I want to come see it. Are you really walking the walk? And our commitment, certainly my commitment, is 
my side of this is I'm going to build it. I'm going to make it so everyone can see it. And we want people to come see it and experience it and, and see how we can make the community better and how we can make the industry better. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think that's a good summary of the why. I'd like to maybe go in a slightly different direction, which is the how in some respects, which is that we're putting this together. We came up with the name Art of Hospitality. I forget exactly who generated that name, but maybe we could dive into that for a second. What is the Art of Hospitality? And why is that the right name for what the storytelling is going to be on this show? Yeah, we struggled with the name. I think naming something is always a challenge, but I like the idea of the art of just about anything. I think that anything you're passionate about becomes an art. I think life in general, to some degree, is an art. And maybe that goes back to my answer to the perfect song question. I think the idea of riding the wave where it takes me is really the idea of being that artist and approaching life from the perspective of adding your brushstrokes as you see fit. And I also think that hospitality in general is also a way to approach life. So you've got one approach that's, hey, I'm the artist and I'm gonna go out there and paint my life the way I see fit. The other side is when I interact with the world and with people around me, I'm gonna ask in a manner of hospitality. I'm going to be hospitable to everybody. And what does hospitality mean? At the vacation rental side of things, we're living it day to day, right? We're seeing guests, we're seeing homeowners, we're dealing with partners in the industry. And as we do that, we try to build this hospitality mentality and really the world-class vacation rental managers that are out there focus specifically on hospitality. I'm also a believer that the entire property management space, whether you look at vacation rentals, long-term rentals, timeshare, whatever it might be, I think we're all gravitating towards that hospitality mentality. So I, when I think about those together, the art of hospitality, it's really what we're doing on a daily basis to build these vacation rental businesses. As I mentioned in the intro, our goal is to uh, look at the behind the scenes, the day-to-day work of building world-class vacation rentals. And as a result of that, I think about that from the lens of being an artist. What are we doing on a day-to-day to paint our picture around hospitality? How are we building these businesses? How are we creating great guest experiences, homeowner experiences? How are we creating guests or excuse me, great experiences with our team around us and with the partners that we build in the industry? I also think that part of that and the future of this industry is going to be around some niche communities. I think community building is going to be a really big process and part of the growth of this industry. And I think that there's a lot of art that goes around community building and doing that effectively. So Art of Hospitality came from a lot of brainstorming and ultimately landing on trying to be the artist of our day-to-day building those world classification rental companies. I looked up the definition of artisan, by the way, on Google, and it says a worker in a skilled trade, especially one that involves making things by hand. And what is a vacation rental business if not doing a lot of stuff by hand? I know we have all this technology and we have all these tools and software platforms and things like that. But at the end of the day, you have to build the business by hand, right? Brick by brick, owner by owner. That's a good way to summarize it too, which is that it is an art to do this business well. And I've had the experience too on my side of seeing both great artists and some pretty mediocre artists in the industry. And the great ones stick around. They should be highlighted and celebrated. So what's your frame on it, Scott? How do you kind of see the naming flow into it. I know you're someone who's an artist as well in some respect. Yeah, yes. As a builder, I think Adam and I come at this from different directions, right? Adam is the painter. He clearly sees the visions. He can articulate them well. And I'm bringing the, the brick by brick, right? From the ground side, boots on the ground, building it up piece by piece. So I think when the two of us come together, that's where we're taking those two parts and really putting them together. Where we are now, I think hospitality and service has become a differentiator in this current environment. The easy times of the travel boom, the pee money flooding in, and uh, service and hospitality, I think, got left behind a little bit. And that's where I think immediately it's a differentiator, whether it's for guests or whether it's for homeowners. I think there's a huge opportunity to 
deliver and deliver at a high level at a consistent service. And I think from our perspective, when you really put that together with a great operation in a great community with the great technologies, I think it's hard not to win. Yeah, that's a good way to summarize it. Let's go in the next direction here, which is that we have this opportunity in front of us to make a lot of different information. We've already brainstormed, obviously, a bunch of topics, but what should people listening expect from the show? You mentioned building the open. Let me go right back to you then, Scott, on that thread. When building in the open, what does that mean? That seems risky. What's the benefit of doing that? How do you, what, yeah, do you get it, out of it? It is a risk, right? Yeah. We're going to do this. And listen, we're bound to stub our toe, right? And I hope to just stub a toe. But I, again, it's the, as Adam and I come together, and this has been the way Adam and I have operated since we first connected when he was pitching Point Central. Adam is the visionary, right? Adam is looking out to say, where does... Where do things need to be in two years, in three years, in five years? What's next and how are we staying in front of it? And again, I'm more of, and I refer to myself as the operations grunt, but that's where I love living, right? So I think when you bring those two things together, you've got Adam painting this, how do we keep things ahead? And you've got me working alongside to build it, to tweak it, to keep on improving it. And then Adam's taking the whole and just keeps on steering us to say, here's what's coming. Here's what I see next. And I can tell you, from the time Adam and I have connected, way back when we were selling Point Central, he was selling Point Central, to the day he started with me and to yesterday coming back on an airplane, it's nonstop, right? Adam will look and say, how are we moving forward? How are we going to stay ahead? I sit there and talk about how are we going to build a moat around us and the people that we're competing with, right? How are we going to show that we're different, we're better? How do we big, dig a wider moat, a deeper moat, right? It is building in public to, or out in the open, Conrad, to your point, is risky, but I think it's worth it. I think we want to bring that value. And I know that it, the value that Adam brought to me, and I think when you put the two of us together and we're bringing it out in the open, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. What's your frame on that, Adam? This idea of building out in open, you've been a part of companies where maybe they don't often share very publicly exactly what's going on, the strategy, things like that. And that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with that approach, but obviously you're taking a different approach here. What's your frame on how that's going to benefit or the opportunity in front of you going forward with the show? Yeah, I think most companies don't build in the open. And I think that's for good reason. To your point, it's risky. It's risky for us to put ourselves out there and show exactly what we're doing. It's risky because we might stub our toe, but it's also risky because we're going to share our business model and the way that we approach things. Scott and I have been referred to as the philosopher and the architect. So I'd land on the philosopher and Scott lands as the architect. So I like to think of Scott as the architect more so than the operations ground. <laughs> I think there's a lot of value in, in building and being able to execute that. So philosopher and the architect is one that, that sticks with me. So I do, I always look to be that step forward, as I mentioned before. So thinking through all of my past in this industry, it's, it's trying to be one step forward and planning for what's that two and five years ahead of things. And it's not always easy to get there. You've got to guide, you almost have to guide the industry, right? You've got to guide your partners. You've got to guide prospects that you might be working with on the sales side. You've got to try to educate them and get that out in front there. From my perspective, the reason that we're building out in the open is really twofold. One, we want to make sure that we share our thoughts and share our business model and try to educate the industry on what we believe is going to be the future of the industry, or at least we can be a part of, of the future of this industry. So part of it is selfish, is trying to educate that industry. The other part that I'm a believer in is that we really do have a strong, unique model. So as much of it is a risk, as Scott mentioned, we're building this moat and we're trying to build this moat wider and wider. So the more that we do this the harder it is for anyone to duplicate the business model that we have. So it, it makes that building in the open a little bit less risky. The other side of that is that we do want to form some really strong partnerships with those niche groups or with the partners that we're working with on RevBoost. So as we build this moat, 
our goal is to also build that moat or at least help people understand how to build it themselves, but build these moats around all of our partners, around the groups that we're associated with. Collectively, I want us to build ourselves up. So doing this in the open is a way for us to not only show what it is that we're doing, but hopefully show other people and partners that we have how they can do it as well. Awesome. I think that's a good summary. I think it's a Bruce Arians thing. So no risk it, no biscuit. And you won a Super Bowl, I think, with Tom Brady go. using that philosophy. So there you go. You're well, throwing Brady, it down the field. There you go. I'm a Brady fan, so I'll go with it. Oh, dear. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Maybe we'll save NFL chat for another day as far as the mechanics <laughs> of it. <laughs> right on. So we talked about industry opportunities. Maybe we didn't cover the blind spots piece. Let's go over that really quickly. So building out in the open, it will help perhaps reveal to other people too, right? What you guys are doing, the approach that you're taking is going to let people be able to better understand like how they can take that and apply that in their own business. So walk through that really quickly. What are the opportunities that you see out there that aren't currently being taken advantage of? And then what are the blind spots that you think the operators or managers out there falling into and potentially harming their future growth opportunities? Sure. I'll jump in on that one. I think that as an industry, we're still very new. If you look back and you think about hotels 150 years ago is probably where we are in the vacation rental space right now. So there's a huge opportunity for all of us that are in this industry. And we've seen tremendous growth over the last 10, 15 years. And I think that's just going to continue. Now, there's going to be a lot of headwinds in front of us, whether it's a recession or added inventory that brings down ADRs or whatever it might be. But I think there's a huge runway in front of us as an industry to continue to grow and continue to improve. One of the big opportunities as we do that is for us to build this collectively together. So when I think about the opportunity of us coming together and building what we're doing on the podcast, but also building the partnerships and the business model that we have in place, I think there's a big opportunity to start to collectively improve as an industry. But with that said, I think that the reason there's opportunities ahead of us and there's a lot of room for growth is because there's a lot of blind spots in this industry. And as we go through future episodes, we're going to uncover some of these blind spots. Those blind spots are opportunities. To your point, Conrad, when you ask this question is, what are those opportunities? Well, every one of those blind spots becomes an opportunity. So for us to highlight some of those blind spots, and I'll give you an example of one that's top of mind right now that Scott and I have been talking about. As an industry, as I go out and I talk to these partners or potential partners for RevBoost Collective, and in the next couple of episodes, we'll dig into what that business model is about around RevBoost Collective. But one of the topics that continually comes up that I ask is, do you ever think about what the profitability is per property? And almost to a T, no one says yes. So as an industry, we collectively are managing hundreds of thousands of vacation rental homes, but we're not taking the time to actually look at our inventory and think about whether or not each one of those properties is profitable. In my mind, that's a huge gap, right? There's a huge opportunity as an industry for us to look at that and understand where are we wasting our time? And even more so, where are we wasting our resources and where are we actually costing our revenue? So that's just one example of a blind spot that, that Scott and I have been talking about quite a bit. But I think there's a lot of blind spots in this industry. I think that we talk about things, we make some assumptions, we reinforce those assumptions as we go to conferences and we don't really peel back the onion and understand exactly where those assumptions come from. So Scott and I are excited about the opportunity to peel back that onion and start to find some of those blind spots. What's your frame on that, Scott? So things that you see from an operational perspective, maybe it's a different lens as far as I think Adam brings up a good point about profitability. And certainly that's a struggle for a lot of people. If we're going to head into a slower year this year coming up in 2023, people need to keep a close eye on that. But how do you see that? What are the opportunities that you feel like you can reveal in future episodes? And then how do we turn that into an opportunity, not just a flaw or a glitch in the system, if you will? Yes. Yeah, so it's been something that I've been sitting with for a while. And really it's inside of fitness. It's inside of work that's inside of these conversations, these blind spots, the opportunity. And that's this illusion people have of maintaining, right? Oh, I think I'm maintaining things. And if you, if I've 
really peel back where I've been and where my successes are is I'm not a maintainer, right? I'm always in tweaking. I'm always in looking and I'm always looking for more. And I think that's been a missing aspect of the industry. Certainly the times that we're in, we've had the opportunity to meet with some great people over the last month. And I've really enjoyed interacting with the the VRM community. And it's this sense of you, you're talking to a few of them and they started in 2019 and they're looking at us like, just I, this business is not all that hard. And so it is, right? It's about to be. You, you joined at a great time. I'll give you that. But, but again, it's this, do they know that they have to lean in and do more? Do they know that there's something sitting right there and so much of it is so easy? So so if you really feel it back, I'm eager to make a difference, right? We talk about the moat, putting a gap in between us and just having something special. But again, we want to bring it out front and we want to make it available for everyone. Or otherwise we wouldn't be doing a podcast, right? We'd be in a lab and creating all this and then pop up with our kingdom. And that's not what we're here to do. Just in the last month, we have talked with some incredible people and just, hey, what are you working on? Here's what we're working on. And even in those conversations, you start to feel it develop and build into something just from basic conversations, right? We've gone down all kinds of different paths of stuff that we weren't even getting on a call to talk about. So I'm excited to to make a difference in the community. I'm excited for some new partnerships and we just, we really want to make a difference. I think that's key. And every episode you can expect that we're going to help look, find more value and help those that listen find more value in, in everything they do every day. Right on. I know that part of the outline that we had is to talk about future opportunities. So we've talked today about Travel Advantage Network. We've talked today about Repos Collective and so on, but there's more on the horizon. So maybe we leave that as a teaser. I don't know if you want to lead us into that, Adam. There's a lot of more things coming that we're going to be able to share soon, correct? Yeah, for sure. At the beginning of 2023, Scott and I were exceptionally excited about some of the things that we had coming down the pipe. And the first one was this podcast. So we announced that a couple of weeks ago and said that we'd be we'd do this first recording. And we are committed to doing this every Friday. We've got it on the calendar. We're going to be putting out a, a podcast every week. So that's one of the things that we're really excited about for this year. But to your point, Conrad, we've got a, a lot more coming. And uh, what I'd like to share, I guess, from a teaser perspective is we've mentioned groups. We've mentioned the idea of building community from time to time. For most of my career in this industry, I've been trying to blaze my own trail, right? I love the idea of helping new startups or new companies come into this industry and build. But at the same time, I've really been trying to build Adam Norco Incorporated and blaze my trail through this industry. Now that we've gotten to this point and Scott and I have come together, we've started to talk about the idea of building these certain communities and lifting each other up through that process. So that's one of the areas that we're really focused on. That's a focus of this podcast, but it's also a focus on what we're doing on an everyday basis. It's a focus of Rev Boost, but it's also a focus of one thing that I'll put out there and, and just tease it. We put it out on LinkedIn, so it's worth chatting about, and we'll put a whole episode out there in the near future about this. But uh, last week, or excuse me, this week, we just got back yesterday from a trip out to Arizona. We went out on Wednesday, got caught in, in the grounding of the entire U.S. airline community, but we still powered through it and made it out to Arizona. And we met with the Casago team in Arizona on Wednesday for dinner and then Thursday for half a day to finalize the beginning of an Ocean City Casago franchise that Scott and I will be starting. So we're very excited not only about the podcast and sharing our perspective, but also building this vacation rental company, building this franchise out in the open 
And part of that is the community. One of the reasons why we landed on Casago and why it was such a quick decision for us, it was less than a week from the time of initiating the conversations, being in Arizona, breaking bread, finalizing that deal, and being back on the East Coast and talking with you guys about what we're doing. And the reason that we felt so confident about that was one, the vision that Casago has in this industry, but even more importantly was the community that, that they're building and the foundation around that franchise is entirely about the community of franchisees that they're gonna build together and collectively, we're going to improve individually as companies by working together and improving that. As a teaser, I think that the biggest opportunity that I see that we're going to bring or that Scott and I really want to focus on is that community building. Right on. I like that. Anything uh, you want to slide in there as well, Scott, of the news and the future opportunity with that company and it's growing fast. I keep an eye on things in the industry and I see how quickly they're growing. And obviously a lot of uh, damage can be done in a positive way in Ocean City. Yeah, no, so it was, it, uh, to Adam's credit, it did feel like last week that we were there. It was the whirlwind, but I couldn't be more excited. It was one of those things, Conrad, where we, again, we get on video and we're talking and we're excited. And Adam and I are talking about, man, seems almost too good to be true. And I'm sure they were having their conversation on their side. And I just kept pushing on Adam back to what's the song, right? 50 years too late. For me, it was face to face. Let's go see it and touch it. And it didn't take long. We're excited. And I will say, I may not have my headset, but I am wearing orange in today. <laughs> there you go. Big Casago. So that's my teaser is I came prepared. I'm excited to work with Steve and Ryan and the team. It's going to be great stuff. Phenomenal. Hey, Conrad, well, it's one, what... one extra thing to add, to add in there is that uh, one of the things we also want to do in the same spirit of building community is also to build in the open with the partners that we work with. So thinking about the tech stack we have, thinking about the partners that we have. So we mentioned one with Casago. We'll continue to mention more as we go through this process. But I also wanted to mention Conrad and why he's on the podcast as well. As Conrad is, is part of this group, right? He's part of our community that we're building and he's helping us not only run this podcast, but also build out websites and help with marketing and be a part of our marketing with Ventori. So we do want to highlight the partners that we're working with. And Conrad's the first one that we'd love to highlight. Yeah, I'm excited to be doing this, you guys. The show's not about me, it's about you too, but hopefully I can steer the ship in the right direction and help a little bit get every episode out and share it with the world. And I'm happy to be a part of it and play the role of host and let the talent actually do the uh, the fun stuff and stick to what I'm good at. So excited to be doing this with you guys. Anything else we want to do or can we put a bow on this one? What's your perspective? Uh, unless you're going to fess up on your song, Conrad, because you scooted right out oh, from under that one. But uh, listen, I think fair is fair. Right. Oh, yeah. No, anyone who knows me knows I'm the biggest John Mayer fan on the planet. I love John Mayer, which some people, if you admit that in some company, you get some weird looks and things like that. No, I don't like your body as a wonderland. He plays it at the shows. It's terrible. Like he knows it's terrible. He still does the bit every time, but yet he plays it. You've never seen so many women croon over him. I just, oh, okay, here we got to go. Body's a wonderland. So my song easily is uh, If I Ever Get Around to Living by John Mayer. It's a great song. And he talks about basically his struggle of feeling like he's constantly trying to live the best life possible when he goes through his story of being a teenager and having nothing. And then now he's super successful and has everything. And he still feels like he hasn't got around to living. So I just love the message behind that song. And it feels like we're already chasing, we're always chasing something. Even when you got it, like John Mayer has, I believe in some respect, you're still looking for it. So that's my favorite song, If I Ever Get Around to Living. Fair. Perfect. Hey, we appreciate you, Conrad. You've been a great partner. And, and you're going to have to keep tabs on this thing. So you've got your work cut out and we're excited. Yeah, we'll keep you on track. It's all good. I've done this before. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, gentlemen. If you guys know anything else, we'll put a bow on it. And as always, we'll beg for reviews. So if you're listening to this in your podcast app of choice, all you've got to do is slide down, click the review button, leave a review. That way more people can listen along to this really unique format. Adam touched on it a few minutes ago. There is a lot of different shows out there right now. None are using this format. I can promise you that because I've listened to all of them just as Adam has. So I think this is going to be really fun. It's going to be a little bit of a different thing. 
um, but it's going to be educational and informative and people are going to get a lot of benefit out of it. So appreciate those reviews. If you guys have any questions or anything like that, what's the best email where we can have folks reach out to? Would you want them to email you, Scott, for any feedback or notes or anything like that? I I think we go to the philosopher on that one. I think the architect (laughs) just stays in the back building. Yeah, always happy to field any sort of questions of communication. So A, Norco at Plan with Tan. So A, N-O-R-K-O at planwithtan.com. Flawless. We'll put that in the show notes. We're going to have show notes as well going forward. Obviously, in episode one, just got overview. Going forward, we'll have show notes underneath the episode. So check those out, and we're looking forward to it. Thanks, guys, and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you.